The story of what happened in Boston is still painfully fresh, but it's only one of many in recent months that have reminded us of how vulnerable we are and the turbulent times we live in. The shootings at Sandy Hook were just four months ago, followed by the bitter gun control debate that came to a head this week. Philip Gorevich has been thinking about America's experience with violence and guns and how it's all viewed in the rest of the world. Gorevich is a staff writer at The New Yorker, author of The Ballad of Abu Ghraib. In most of the rest of the world, private gun ownership is uh, highly controlled, highly limited. And I can certainly say that in countries that I've been sent to to cover massacres and uh, extreme violence. And those uh, are places sort, like Rwanda and Like Congo. Rwanda, like Congo, places that in our minds are synonymous with, uh, you know, school children being slaughtered in their schools, for instance, where we like to think that's the sort of thing we don't do. And we talk about it as those places and those people. They hear about things like Newtown. They hear about the regularity with which Americans are killed by fellow citizens carrying extraordinarily powerful weapons that they're supposedly legally entitled to. And they think, we're crazy. They say it flat out, you're crazy. They cannot understand it. And they cannot understand that we actually have a choice to restrict this and that the public does not fire the politicians that endanger their children because their lives are also defined by to some degree by that kind of violence. And these are countries where many people live by hunting, and they do not feel the need to have AK-47s or assault rifles or any of the kind of weaponry that we see or unlimited access to ammunition. Now, there well, often I, is I wonder, pr- sorry to interrupt. Sure. I, I wonder, Philip, if mass casualty events like what happened in Newtown actually um, take away from the debate you were talking about? Because we can look at these people and say, oh, they're crazies. Oh, they're whatever. Fill in the blank. Yes, but there is a fact which we've seen, which is that in other countries, uh, they're also crazy people. America does not have a monopoly on craziness or violence. It has uh, an unusually high level of crazy people who commit mass acts of public violence with weaponry that is legal as a result of the fact that it's legal. Those people can't commit those crimes in other countries with the same facility and we, they can be stopped, and the traffic and the weaponry that they use can be stopped. And to everybody else on earth, it's self-evident that this is something deeply flawed in the American system and the American psyche. Philip, if, if I may push back just a bit, there are countries that you go to where the outcome of an election leads to 1,200 people dead. Uh, that's and, and that's happening with some sort of weaponry, isn't it? Uh, It is happening with weaponry. Sometimes it's with other weaponry. And absolutely nobody is defending that as the ideal of their constitutional system. How are you struck by the response to uh, the Boston Marathon attack as compared to 9-11? In 9-11, it was clear that there was a concerted attack against the country that involved a spectacular feat of taking over the planes and knocking down buildings, a mass death toll in the thousands of a kind we'd never seen before, and was immediately identified as one of the most major acts of international terrorism ever, and and an attack on the United States, and uh, therefore created uh, a war response. I mean, the fact is, we don't really have a theory or know what happened in Boston. What we know is we're vulnerable, and that we have this amazing internal response. I do think There's been a lot of impressive and healthy restraint in the press about speculation and, if anything, slapping down anybody who tries to speculate too loudly or confidently uh, that they know 
what this might be and therefore who to blame, how to blame it, what it tells us about our moment. And the potential changes, alterations to uh, our way of life, more barricades. Um... Somewhat, but people learn to soldier on. I mean, England during the IRA bombings, Israel through many of these periods, many places that have a Western free press and life that goes on much like our own without people being all barricaded or fortressed. Sadly, you know, people adapt. That's the terrible thing, that there are things to adapt to. But uh, people do adapt. And I'm not trying to be in any way foreboding. I'm saying I I don't think that uh, what we're seeing necessarily has to be met with a reaction that kind of shuts us down. We have to be very careful, I think, of the self-inflicted wounds in response to the wounds that get dealt us. Philip Gurevich is a staff writer at The New Yorker and the author most recently of The Ballad of Abu Ghraib. Philip, thank you. Thank you.